Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Bullet Sponge Podcast, and uh, we're talking about uh, Portal 2. Portal 2. Which you said on a previous, well, maybe it was in per- maybe you just told me, maybe. It was either in an episode or after an episode. Yeah. You said it was the most perfect, it is the perfect game, almost. Pretty much, yeah. Close. And I agree. Yeah. So... We start out with trivia, right? Yep. And I, I think I, I, I'm pretty confident. I got it. I think I got a hundred. I took it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. It's good to be able to just kind of like. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got a hundred. I got a hundred, Danny. Let's see you get more than twenty percent. <laughs> if I get a hundred, Danny. No, I think maybe I don't know what I got. All right. Question one. Let me get my sound effects. <laughs> Oh, there's oh, I have all these windows open. Ugh. That's weird because you're not using a Windows computer. Yeah, I guess, well, I guess I have. Uh, if they're not Windows, what are they? I don't know. All right, question one. Portal Two continued where the original game left off. Mm-hmm. Shell was woken up from the uh, stasis uh, a first time, mm-hmm. fifteen days after the events of the first game, to test whether her senses were still functional or not. What did the program not ask Shell to do? Oh, in terms of like, let's see. So I believe you were asked to move around, Mm -hmm. to jump, crouch, and talk. Yeah. I don't know what else there is. Okay, so it's, they said jump, but don't jump. I don't remember this. Don't jump out of the window. Don't jump out of the window? Yeah. It's a quote. I guess I'll have to play it again. Number two. After escaping the stasis warehouse, Mm -hmm. retrieving the portal gun, and passing the remains of Gladys, if you remember, Mm -hmm. uh, Wheatley guided the player to the breaker room 
why did Wheatley and Shell go to the breaker room? Uh, we needed to turn some breakers on for so you some get, things. Yeah, so you can get in the... The server room, I thought, or something like that. Some sort of pod. I don't know this one either. <laughs> uh, I raved about this game. There's actually, I didn't expect to do that well on this because it actually has been like six or no, seven it's been years. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, to get in the escape pod. Escape pod. Yeah, That's nice. it's weird that there's an escape pod for an underground facility. Yeah, things it's shoot like, up. Couldn't it just be like, yeah, there's like there's like a set of stairs over here. All right. Question three: With Gladys reawakened, the fun began once again. Gladys tossed Shell into the incinerator, where mm-hmm. the player destroyed Gladys's personality cores mm-hmm. in the first game. Yeah. Uh, after passing through some test chambers and listening to a wealth of humorous dialogue, Gladys gave Shell her t- her test results. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is a quote from her, and I'm going to have a blank. Okay. Quote from Gladys. Here are the test results. You are a blank, blank. Terrible person. Oh, that, that, that's a good guess. Yeah, yeah. Horrible person. Horrible person. I knew it was something I'm gonna give, similar I'm gonna to that. Give that's pretty close yeah. okay i'm gonna get out uh, yeah the, the the amount of sarcasm in that whole that whole thing it's <laughs> <laughs> just great like you destroy all her personality cores and like then she comes back and she's like a worse person than ever <laughs> yeah oh so good though. question four uh before reaching gladys's lair the player in Wheatley decided that the only way to be safe was to sabotage two of Gladys's deadly defenses. What two things did Shell and Wheatley end up sabotaging? Oh, shoot, I have no idea. Okay, that's all right. I don't it's, have the foggiest notion on that. Uh, it's the security tor- turrets and the neurotoxin. Oh, okay. I would have given you a point if you guessed one. <laughs> number, number five. This one should be, you'll get this one. Okay. Inside Gladys' chamber, Shell plugged Wheatley in in order to begin a core transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the player broke the core transfer, stalemate by um, you know flipping the switch, yep. uh, Wheatley became an all-powerful overseer of Aperture. Mad with power, mm-hmm. Wheatley decided to turn against the player before sending the player and Gladys' personality core down the elevator shaft. What, lid, what did Wheatley turn Gladys into? Wheatley put... Gladys's personality, what remains of it, into a potato battery. That's correct. Which is a pretty epic segment of the game also. It's just like, what is going on? I have never been eaten by a bird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number six. Upon finishing her plummet down the elevator shaft, what is that stage called? The fall or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So how is your day going? <laughs> Shell was in an old testing area of Aperture Science. Yeah. Uh, there, the ex-CEO Cave Johnson was speaking via pre-recorded tapes and teaching the player about mm-hmm. certain gels. Which of the following gel colors do not match up to their actual effect? Okay. Well, I'll do, th- I'll do it this way. Um, what does blue do? Uh, blue, I believe, makes you bounce. Right. Jump higher. Yeah. Great. And what does green do? Uh, green. 
I don't think green's a thing. I was gonna say like I knew I knew blue makes you bounce, red makes you like slide and move quicker. And I was like, I don't remember seeing green. Yeah, orange orange is the and then white is like you can apply uh, you can apply white to surfaces to make them take portals, mm-hmm. which becomes important. Yes. Uh, number seven. Wait, what did you guess? Oh, you got it right. I got it right. Let me do the noise. Hey, I earned a noise. There you go. (laughs) Number seven. Uh, Before rescuing Gladys, the player immediately noticed that a dastardly villain to both Gladys and Wheatley had been what kind of animal? I mentioned it, actually. Just a second ago. Did you? Yeah. I don't have. I don't know. There's really only one animal in the whole in the whole game. In the whole game. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! Yeah, there is. It's a bird. It's yeah, it's a, a crow. crow. It's like a crow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that now. <laughs> Number eight. Uh, to defeat Wheatley, the player had to connect three corrupted cores to Wheatley's body. Uh, which of the following were not one of the corrupted cores? Uh, so there is. Um, uh, let's see, this is like a trivia core, I guess. It kind of just talks about weird things. There's a dog one, there's a cat one, and there's, uh, something about, uh, they're pretty much all fact-based. So which one, uh, was, did I lie about? So you said a trivia core, dog, and cat? Right. Uh, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess cat, but it's probably wrong. No, you're good. Cat's right. Okay. I, I actually... Dog and cat are right. Oh, okay. I was okay. just trying to give you one. All right, number nine. <laughs> this one you got to get. This one, this one you got. Okay. This one's important. Number nine. To begin the core transfer, Wheatley had to be removed from the giant body mm-hmm. he was occupying. Uh, basically, the question is, what did the player have to shoot... With the blue portal in order to remove him. I believe it was the moon. Ah, that is correct. That is correct. Very dramatic. That was pretty epic. Oh, sorry. Part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Final question. After finally letting Shell leave Aperture Science, Gladys gave Shell a special gift after she had left the compound. What did Gladys give to Shell? The portal gun. No. No. I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, that cube she kicks out at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that now. All right. Well, what'd you get? Uh, probably Three like out of half ten? at best. Three or four out of ten, something <laughs> like that. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You know. You know. It's a perfect game, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> um, okay, so talk about Portal. Talk about, uh, you know, it's from 2011, so yep. we're, it's about time. It yeah. is about time, you know takes 11 years to do a review on a game um so (laughs) portal 2 is like to me the maximization of the technology that was developed that valve bought uh in portal one so it was this interesting idea of you know restructuring how you think about puzzles in a game how do you construct puzzles in a game how do you solve puzzles in a game and portal 2 like made that so perfect in all the gimmicks that they added, all the structure and technology that they added for that. And then on top of that, they have this geniusly written plot, Mm. which maintains that thing that Valve was doing at the time where 
your character because it's you and because it's everybody playing the game doesn't speak and doesn't respond. So you're not actually like a vocal character in the game. So all the other characters have to tell the story and you get these little ways of like nudging how you want to portray your manifestation of the character in the game. Um, and, and the script to me is just genius. Like the script by itself is now, do you mean awesome. the, the banter? Yeah. The or banter, the backstory, uh, the banter, the backstory is incredible. It is really There's good. Like, yeah, you can, <laughs> I've seen some of the, uh, um, some of like the, the deep theory breakdown stuff of the backstory and how everything ties together, uh, of portal two and, you know, all the other stuff in the Half-Life universe. And it's really incredible what they did. Like, there's so much there. It's a little nuts. It's like Fallout level um, with how thoroughly it's thought out. But just the banter itself mm-hmm. is awesome. Everything they have Cave Johnson yell at you while you're in the uh, the uh, antiquated portal uh, testing areas is genius. It's awesome. Uh, and just having this thing where it's like, okay, now they, they it like it started in the 60s. And then it went up to who knows where, because it's not really clear where it actually is uh, in the time frame. Although I guess it's kind of implied that this was all going down roughly at the same time as the, the uh, what is it, the Seven Hour War or something like that. Um, and so, you know, it's like 1997, essentially, is when all this stuff was happening. Um, and, you know, the facility itself is like just kind of incredible and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I love that, too. But like the fact that like... Buried underground, and they just built this other stuff on top of it. Like buried underground is this older version of the facility, uh, and then that's been refreshed and updated. And like there's there's like this second layer to that where it's almost like this is what gaming used to be. You know, you used to have uh, these clunky games on these old machines, and that's just kind of built into the game itself. Uh, and it's like a subtle reference to me of just how gaming has evolved over the years and how it's changed, but how it's been cool and interesting all this, all these, you know, decades really that this has been going on. So yeah, it's just a perfect game. Uh, there's just so much there that is awesome. Uh, and, and if you don't want to think about any of that stuff, it's still just fun to, to shoot portals all over the place and solve these puzzles in different ways. Uh, sometimes even breaking the game the way the speedrunners do, but um, I still prefer to like every time I play through Portal or Portal Two, I try to come up with a new way that I have not used to beat uh, a given area. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I find a new way to do it, hmm. which is interesting. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, perfect game. So voice acting wise, uh, J.K. Simmons obviously um, fit the role. Yeah, you know, um, I think he does. You know, a lot of. Uh, Yelling characters well, right? Yeah. We, we saw with J. Jonah Jameson and a bunch of other, even Farmers commercials, you know? <laughs> um, but really, for me... We know um, a thing or two, because we've seen a thing or two. Stephen Merchant, who, you know, I, I've i known for, you know, as far as his work, for a very long time. Yeah. Um, Stephen Merchant, who does the voice of Wheatley, mm-hmm. uh, is also co-creator of The Office, the British version. And... Um, you know, I think his best show is Extras, if you've ever seen Extras, um, which is available on HBO Max, I believe. But uh, great British writer and comedian, and Wheatley was, um, it was a, his storyline was 
awesome. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, he, you know, he was one of the first characters to talk. He's one of the last characters to talk. Yeah, and um, I, I can't really think of anything else he's done um, voice acting wise. Uh, this might be one of the first things that I know of, but um, the uh, I mean Gladys, of course, is epic as always. But yeah, it is uh, a great story. Just knowing that you know, like Cave Johnson had this. Oh, we say secretary, I guess, right? Yeah. And um, you know, his wish was if he dies before they can transfer his mind into or into a robot or AI, uh, that his assistant would take over, and that is who Gladys is. Yes. Yeah. And it was just uh, very layered. You know, it was just kind yeah. of a really thought out kind of plot, really. And it's just especially as, with like the, all the role reversals of like yeah. you take the the cowering dumb character Wheatley and you give him all of this like you give him access to all of these resources mm-hmm. but he's his personality is still dumb he's still not a smart character even right. though he has access to all these uh, you know you, what you would think would make you infinitely smart and he's not and it's the same thing with Gladys where it's like her personality even in the potato. Yeah, she can't move around. She can't do anything, but she's still shrewd and uh, conniving and, and menacing in that regard. So, yeah. I wouldn't lie to you. And then she's like, I, "I'm in a potato. I don't even. I literally do not have the energy to lie to you." <laughs> um, so many is, great lines. <laughs> no, it's it's. I mean, that could be a whole thing. He was literally made to be the dumbest moron ever. <laughs> <laughs> um. The and that's really the only thing she's done, the actress for that. Oh, really? Yeah, she does the announcer in Team Fortress, and she does she's somebody in uh, uh, Half Life Two. Oh, like a voice? Yeah, I think it's like a program. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the banter is what just makes you just kind of fall in love with the game. Yeah, um, just because. You know, I mean, she's, uh, and it's funny because there's this huge moment where, like, she realizes where she came from and she just kind of feels this emotion mm-hmm. and then she deletes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that. She's <laughs> just like, oh, I feel better now. And it's just like, what? It was just this huge crescendo of her, you know, kind of finding her humanity right. in a way. Yeah. And then she deletes it. Which is. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. Which is right on brand. Right on right. brand. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as reviews, right, you consider it the greatest game ever. So. I, I consider it, I mean, it, I don't know if I will say the greatest game ever. I'm. It's difficult for me to say what's, like, it's difficult for me to rank the games that are important to me. On many layers, uh, you know, if you rated a game on story, if you rated a game on graphics when it came out, if yeah. you rated it on just physics, I guess, would be yeah. a good way to say it. Just kind of like uh, puzzles, physics, whatever. Yeah. Um, so many boxes get checked. Yeah, I think if if we actually went down a list of games and rated them on characteristics, I think this game would come out on top because even the things that are you can't even really say that there's anything that would that they missed about. It. It's just they 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 got everything so perfectly right. Like even the even the tone of like all the the styling of all of the stuff in this corporation, it's all like, well, Apple just embraced evil and decided to take over the world, and now they're pumping out these turrets that'll just kill people for them. Uh, it's all like it's it's just so perfectly manifested. 
So, like, there's just nothing wrong with the game that I can find, and it's so much fun to play every time I play it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's still fun. It's I don't think it ever would not be. It's one of those games, like, I have it on Xbox 360, which oh, okay. is in my son's room. And um, granted, we don't really play it ever, except maybe winter is when we kind of let them have their TVs on in the room. But... He has yet to play it. Oh, okay. But I, you know, I think this would be a good year to introduce it. Has it has a. Um, I never played it on the the consoles, but it does have a really great two player mode. Yeah. Um, I did see my nieces and nephews playing that. Um, yeah, there's for, some for I mean, years. There, yeah, there are levels that require yeah two people. Yeah. And you play as a couple of robots. Yeah, yeah, you play as like a round one and an oval one. Yeah. Which are on the cover of the game, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, did, I did that with my wife. We played that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this would be a good year to introduce it. Just because, uh, you know, if you play the story, I think it's like pretty, you know, like when she comes back to life. Oh, yeah, it's intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't, your kids might not be ready like for it. Like if I turn so. the surround sound up, I mean, it's going to be pretty, yeah. it's going to be pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's oh. kind of, like the whole game is kind you, of like a I bit of a horror you. movie, you know? Yeah. When you murdered me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's really... But it's, uh, you know, like, there's... You know, there's humbling moments where the villain becomes kind of the sidekick. Yeah. And where the friend becomes the enemy. Yep. And then at the end, everybody's friendly, really. Yep. So, I mean, I think it's actually a pretty well-developed and, like, uplifting story. Yep. Even though it involves robots, Primarily, it breaks the standard of the genre that I primarily play in games, which you know I primarily do first-person shooters, and almost always in the first-person shooter they set up an enemy with a main bad guy, and he's got a bunch of henchmen, and mm. you got to tear through the henchmen to get to the main bad guy and kill the main bad guy, and that's the whole thing. But this is more like uh, you know it's a, a very weird movie uh, game. Yeah, we keep saying movie because it'd be a great movie. Yeah, it would be a great movie. Um, it's that the cool thing about it. I think the cool thing about it is that it doesn't really rely on any of the standard tropes for anything. It kind of takes hints of what happens in life and just sticks it into the story and just does its own thing. It's it's just great. Uh, so on game rankings, it has a ninety-five out of one hundred. Uh, Metacritic, 95 out of 100. Uh, the highest score being a perfect score uh, would be from Eurogamer and 1up.com. Uh, pretty much everything else is 9.5 or 9, and that's from IGN and Game Informer. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I agree. It is uh, darn near perfect. Yeah, and it, that's what I was saying before. It's difficult for me to think of anything in the game that I dislike. Uh, there's really nothing. There's really nothing. Some of the puzzles are fairly subtle in such a way that you might get frustrated once in a while. Hmm. But once you've figured it out, it's not a frustration anymore because now you now you know how to do it. And if there were puzzles that you were really stuck on, you'll probably remember those when you go back to play it again. Um, but... That's literally the only thing, and that's not really a big deal to me because it the part of the big fun is in figuring out the puzzle. So, yeah, 
I I just think the game is. I guess I would have to say, yeah, it is perfect. It is the best game. <laughs> uh, so on the ten year reunion of Portal, um, I, which would be April nineteenth, twenty twenty one, Portal Reloaded uh, launched, um, created by uh, German developer uh, Janis Brinkman. Uh, it is. Uh, it it kind of added. Um, just a full scale mod to the entire game. Okay. Um, of so what nature? Well, you could shoot a time portal. Oh, okay. Uh, and that would actually uh, have you go back to a different version of the puzzle. I don't know. It's, it sounds interesting. Weird. Um, but that is available on Windows and Mac. So yeah. I guess probably. Probably Steam, I would think, maybe. Yeah, right? Steam uh, allows mod installation directly from Steam for, okay. for many things. So what do you know of its connection? Uh, did you read, you, did you say you read how they put it all together? No, uh, I saw some videos about that, that touch on some of the, um, some of the creation stuff. And you said that they were uh, competing companies? No, um the the guys who were creating Portal were like a startup company. No, no, I'm talking about like how Half Life and Portal. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in so we're not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the game. Uh, in the game. Yeah. So essentially, Aperture Science. It's my understanding was like a competitor research um, firm. So like Aperture Science was created by Cave Johnson, who became a billionaire. I don't remember doing what, but he was a billionaire businessman, and then he created this. Um, you know, wacky science facility. And they had this rivalry with Black Mesa, which is supposed to be like, you know, sort of jet propulsion lab- laboratory uh, in Albuquerque. And so, like, there's this, uh, you know, the natural rivalry you have between competing scientific organizations. Uh, but this is, like, less like real life, where in real life, a lot of these scientific organizations will, like, share their information. And it's very clear that, like, Aperture Science was being very insulated and keeping everything close at hand, as was Black Mesa, because they were doing research that was dangerous, uh, and that even many of the scientists at that facility had no idea what was going on. Um, so yeah, there was, like a, there was like a competition between the two, and I, I believe it gets mentioned in Portal 2 that, like, you know, we're the real researchers. We're not like those, those pretenders over at Black Mesa. Uh, stuff like that, so. Well, according to uh, Laidlaw... Mm-hmm. Uh, they never uh, meant to do that. It was fan created, mm. and they just rolled with it. Oh, well, I could be wrong that it's even mentioned in the game then. But it's yeah, that's part of the mythology. So, but they they were going to unify it. I believe I mentioned this on the Half Life episode. They yeah they they because of people the, you know assuming. So yeah, they were like okay. Yeah, this is like part of the same universe, <laughs> and so like. Uh, Half-Life episode, Half-Life 2 episode 3 was supposed to be about Gordon Freeman and Alex discovering the Borealis, which was like, which had like a portal gun in it. And that's part of why it was like shifting in and out of time and things like that because of like the effects of whatever disaster befell um, Aperture Science, I guess, in this time frame. But yeah, it never happened. So you got to read Epistle 3. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. There was something you wanted to say? Yeah, so one of the things I didn't mention earlier was that uh, the soundtrack in Portal 2 is interactive. And you mentioned that you didn't notice that. Yeah, uh, what, what do you mean? So, like, when you're in certain areas, in certain puzzles, 
as you progress through the puzzle, the soundtrack will actually change. And it changes in subtle ways where you don't actually realize. Well, obviously. You don't realize the soundtrack is like tracking your progress. So like the tone might go up when you reach a certain part of the puzzle. And it's not like you, it's not like you get to a part and it triggers the soundtrack and it goes up. And now the soundtrack is on this new tone. It's that like as you move through certain areas of the puzzle, the soundtrack will adapt and change to those areas. So it's kind of hard to describe, and I don't remember exactly how they do it, but it's like such a seamless transition, it's hard to notice. Um, But the soundtrack is actually interactive, and that's one of the, it's like, it's really kind of a subtle thing to add to a game, but that's, yet again, one of those examples of how, like, they just do all these things, and they're smooth. How's that programmed? I don't know. I have no idea. Because you can get the Portal 2 soundtrack. I, I believe the Portal 2 soundtrack came with the version of the game that I bought. And it's just a set of like 16 you know, songs of the, the techno style that they have specifically for the Portal games. Um, but there was a, I, I recall that there were a bunch of puzzles where in those areas, like based upon what you're doing at, the, at any given time, it is changing the soundtrack and how the soundtrack comes across. I have no idea how they did it. Uh, technologically, it's kind of incredible that they yeah. managed to do something like that. And then also that it's such a subtle thing that I forget it when we're doing the podcast about about this, and you never even notice. Probably most people never noticed it. Uh, but every time I go back, I you know look for things like that hmm. uh, because I did notice it. I think it was about halfway through the game, and I was like, wait a minute, like I'm like moving around, and as I'm moving through the puzzle, like the soundtrack is like moving to new iterations of the the modality of music that it's got going on. It's really weird. Um, but you just don't notice it because they did it, they did it so seamlessly and subtly. Hmm. So yeah. I that's that by itself is worth playing the game again. I might have to install the game again just to go yeah. through that. Yeah, well so. if I you know if I do replay it uh, with the kids, um I mean I won't they won't care about that. They won't have any idea. But yes. <laughs> you know, it'll be something I can enjoy. Yeah. There you to go. see like cuz it you know like when I played it I you know I was on a mission you know I was on a mission to figure it out get you know get through it yeah uh with them I feel like there's going to be a lot of stopping asking me questions and then I'll <laughs> notice that the music is staying kind of stagnant at one note or whatever yeah. um so that's that'll be cool to look for yeah. yeah um okay so uh if you haven't played portal I mean obviously that uh you know what are you waiting for? Um, if you get the, and you, you don't, the, you don't need to play the first game. Yeah, but you might as well get. You know, if you have a Switch. Um, yeah, and they, the first game's still a pretty good game too. Yeah, yeah, they have the uh, companion edition, right? So you actually get Portal One and Portal Two on the same there you go. Um, copy, and it has a few uh, tweaks to it. Does it? Yeah, a few like I don't know what they added, but I I, I might have been some of the the better, um, more popular mods probably. Mm. You know, like those little official side missions. Because I remember when Portal Two came out, they they came out with a secondary edition that came with actually the multiplayer levels. The original oh, okay. release did not, at least for console. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Steam version has any multiplayer stuff. Okay. Yeah, com- oh, I'm sorry, Companion Collection. So, it will run you about... It's got a cool box. <laughs> so, you get Portal 2, you get Portal, 
Nah, I guess that's it. And you can do the split screen multiplayer. So the only thing is the the multiplayer modes. Mm-hmm. And it's twenty bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Portal Two by itself is worth twenty bucks. Oh, absolutely. What what's really what really bums me out is when Portal Two came out. Uh, I bought it. I was working at a retail store at the time that sold it, so I went ahead and bought it. But then I kind of put it on the shelf and forgot about it because I was uh, invested a lot in writing at the time. And I don't think I played it for like two years after it came out. So like I played it well after like all the jazz was over about yeah. it. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I was really bummed that like I waited that long to play it. Uh, and I've played through it two or three times since then. Uh, and every time it's just great. I love it. But it was a personal mistake on my part. So for those out there who are still making that mistake, correct it. Yeah, correct the mistake. Go ahead and uh, play it. Today, download it, whatever you want to do. Um, and the Bridge Constructor, which I played prior to recording the podcast, um, yeah, it's okay. Oh, okay. You know, uh, I actually liked, uh, when you talk about Bridge Constructor games, right? Physics mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, World of Goo is actually way more entertaining. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, I'm not going to officially sponsor that. But, uh, <laughs> definitely Portal and Portal 2, because... Uh, you know, it's just a good story. It's like a really good movie. Yeah, know? it's like a really good movie. Um, everything's so smooth in it. Like the, all the oh, yeah. all the stuff that in a normal game would be difficult to navigate around or would be uncomfortable mm-hmm. in some way is so smooth. That's one of the things that Valve is really great about in their games. Mm-hmm. They really nail down the comfortable feeling in the game. So, yeah. I highly recommend it. I think uh, you know anyone who hasn't played it, you'll, you'll enjoy it, kind of no matter what. That's, oh, yeah. that's how I feel about it. It's an all-ages blast. Yeah, it you is know? E for everyone. 9 to 90 could enjoy this. No problem. All right. Well, but if you're 91, just, nah. yeah, just it's not take for a nap. You. Take a nap. Um, so next time uh, we're going to play a game. Next okay. Time. And, uh, and then I'm going to figure out what to do because... Uh, I'm kind of running out of things to talk about. Oh, oh no. Anything? We'll never run out of things you know, to kinda, talk about. <laughs> I'm kind of doing like the greatest games, right? Like every single day. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. you and I talk about games that you specifically like. I'm kind of staying away from PC anyway just because, you know, that was your wheelhouse. Um, yeah, I really didn't know, play consoles. Yeah. So and so I've been doing a lot of console stuff. And I'm like, what am I going to... You know, because you have you got some N sixty four stuff. I do have a couple of N sixty four, but stuff. I don't have like an emulator or like a yeah. Nintendo sixty four where I can like you know revisit some of these games. So I'm just like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm at a loss. Yeah, we're after, running out. After September first, I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know what to do. But anyway, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure something. There's out. There's always more. There's got to be something. Um, Maybe Ryan could read a book. What do you want me to do? Read a book on what? Just kidding. There's How to no get podcast listeners? <laughs> All right. It's like we could start a book review podcast. Yeah, let's do a yeah, book club gonna, podcast. Go. That'll, that'll, yeah. That'll get everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> that'll bring them out of the woodwork. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we'll be back uh, playing a game, and then after that, I guess a book club. I don't know. I got to figure that out. We'll read the TV guide. All right. Well, salutations. Adios. And good gaming. Thank mm-hmm. you.